Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. What's up? It's Ayo Kia, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. As always, let's start off with some headlines and hot takes. MTK Global and KHK Sports have entered into a partnership to host some events together and further combat sports in the Middle East. MTK Global will handle the boxing. MTK MMA will partner with KHK Sports MMA brand Brave Combat Federation. Brave has notable fighters such as Jose Shorty Torres, Steve Gonclaus, Mehdi Baghdad, Jamil Chan, Lucas Martins, and Leandro Mafra. KHK Sports is the brainchild of Shahik Khalid Ben Hamad. Al Khalifa, a member of the royal family of Bahrain, aka the KHK for Khalid Hamad Khalifa. All right, Bellator, they're airing on CBS Sports. They have their recharged show that comes on every Wednesday night and showcasing some of the best fights in recent history from the California based company. That's not all. They've also been re airing complete cards on YouTube as shoulder programming on Tuesdays and Thursdays as well. The PFL has put a lot of money recently into the New York area as they donate 25,000 meals to a New York food bank. They decided to shut down operations for the year, but they're doing a good job of staying in the public eye by helping those who need it most. Now, to get into some of the most exciting news in MMA this week, the chaos has left ATT. That's right, Colby Chaos Covington is no longer a member of ATT. The so-called captain of ATT the mascot for ATT, the person who was not only waving his MAGA flag, but waving his ATT flag, has parted ways. And really, this is kind of poetic justice. He made up this just octane injected persona and felt a little too in love with it and ruffled a few too many feathers. To the point that Dan Lavenberg had a gag order as far as fighters were concerned, saying you couldn't talk about another ATT fighter unless you were scheduled to fight them. They had to split up how things were done in the gym as far as people coming in and coming out. All of this due to 
the chaos that Kobe created. Well, now he's not there anymore. Don't know if it's because Lambert asked him to leave. He said he's still on good terms with Lambert. But he said he didn't want to be censored. He wants to be able to say whatever he wants to say. It's America, and I can speak and, and say what I want to, and you can. But you can't at ATT. You can if you're your own man. It was funny. He's saying, you know, I'm, this is Team Chaos. I'm building my own team. I'm not going anywhere else. I'm just going to do me. Yeah, that's probably wise. Not saying that you couldn't find a team to join up with anywhere. I know. Chell Sonnen specifically said that if he wanted to come back to Oregon that he would train with him so it's not like he has burned all bridges but the likelihood of getting the side eye and having difficulty fitting in with all of the offensive things that he said in just a short period of time makes it difficult so he's going to do his own thing I take my hat off to him in that he's still talking crazy talking about Dustin Poirier as well as Jorge Masvidal when both of those gentlemen have said that he's like running scared in the gym and Kobe kind of told the truth and exposed it himself when he's like yeah you know every time I'm in the gym they're in the gym you know you just you're yelling from across the gym and all this stuff and whatever and that's because you don't want to see me in the cage you know whatever and and all yeah okay if they're yelling then the problem is you (laughs) you're the one that as they said is running scared ducking out of back doors and doing all other kinds of stuff but supposedly when you see him on the street it's gonna be different this is after you apologize publicly to Dustin Poirier now Dustin's this Dustin's that whatever for the sake of the story team that ATT has created I'm glad that the chaos is not there anymore you know you need a nice healthy environment and Kobe was not uh, necessarily adding to that. Dan Lambert created a monster. And unfortunately, his monster had to hit the road. Otherwise, he was going to tear up his team. All right. On our prayer list for this week, we have Habib Nurmagomedov's father, who at my last check was in a coma, was not doing well. He had a lot of COVID-19 issues and Habib had this to say regarding COVID-19 and this is another real good reason why I'm glad he got out of the U.S. and got back home because had he been here he would not be able to be there with his family who needs him most during this time. Here's what Habib had to say on social media. More than 20 of my close relatives have suffered from COVID-19 and also had to stay in intensive care. Some of them are not with us anymore. As for my father, there's been so much support and the people kept asking about my father. My father's still at the hospital. He's still going through this disease. He also had a heart complication due to COVID-19. Abdulmanak had surgery for his heart last year and also had the second one of these a couple days ago and he's still in bad condition that's all I can say 
I want to thank the people for your support, wishes, and your prayers. I also wish you the best. Be safe and healthy. Thank you very much. End quote from the champ, Habib Nurmagomedov. Now, one person he's getting support from is the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin, who calls him multiple times to check on his father throughout the week, or at least he did at the time of the reporting. Again, his father is in our prayers, he's been in our prayers, will continue to be in our prayers, as well as Nova Unyal founder and leader, Andre Petneris. He also tested positive for COVID-19 and is dealing with that. Brazil has been a hot spot for the disease as of late. The U.S. is not letting anyone in from Brazil. And this is kind of proof positive as to why there's an issue. Also praying for 20-time UFC vet Sam Stout. His one-month-old daughter, Sydney Love Stout, unfortunately passed in her sleep recently. So, praying for these individuals. On a lighter note, birthdays for the week. Former one championship lightweight champ, Kotetsu No-Face Boku. Tough one alum, Kenny Kenflo Florian. Former WEC lightweight champ, Razor Rob McCullough. Kickboxer extraordinaire, John Wayne Parr, the man who put Sanda on the map, Kung Lee, former UFC heavyweight champ, Frank Mir, Bellator standout, Georgie Insane Karahanian, former UFC light heavyweight champ, and current Bellator contender, Lyoto the Dragon Machida, the only UFC champion from Brazil to hold titles in two different weight classes. And the one who looks to defend her featherweight title in June, Amanda the Lioness Nunes. That does it for headlines and hot takes. Up next, some sweet science conversation in the old one, too. Yo, this is Maddie Ray, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. It's time to go between the ropes and step into the squared circle for the old one-two. And in boxing news this week, since getting the green light from the Nevada State Athletic Commission, Top Rank plans on giving us fights, fights, and more fights. On Tuesday, June 9th, they plan to kick things off with a card headline by Shakur Stevenson. Then, Top Rank plans on airing bouts every Tuesday and Thursday throughout June and possibly into July. This could be a big win for boxing as it seeks to gain an increase in its market share among sports fans. When you're the only show in town, people will watch. When other sports return, though, will they stick around? As a side note, Stevenson won't be putting his title on the line, though, as he'll be fighting up one weight class at 130 pounds. Triple G said recently that his next fight will be against the mandatory contender, Serge Meta. A lot of people scratch their heads about this because he was campaigning very 
hard for a rematch with Canelo just last year. I kind of get why he wants to fight Serge Meta. He won, but did not look very good in his fight with Dervinchenko. He hasn't been with this specific trainer for too long. So taking another fight without as much danger as the Canelo fight would be wise if he can get in there, get a better feel for what to do with this trainer and then take that new found skill into the ring with Canelo and show him something that he's not seen before that could really give him the opportunity to finally outright win against Canelo it's kind of hard to have an outright win against Canelo especially if you're fighting in Vegas but the more tools he can use the better off he'll be Dillian White has been doing a lot of talking recently about the WBC champion Tyson Fury saying that he sparred with him and that he dropped Fury a couple times. He feels like the WBC took the mandatory fight that he was supposed to have and gave it to Tyson Fury. He's not wrong about that, but he's like, look, I want to fight you for the belt that I should have had anyway, or at least fight you to get the belt because I've been passed over time after time after time again to fight the mandatory. What he needs to focus on, being Dillian White, is a scheduled bout with Povekin on July 4th because he's not fighting anybody if he loses to Povekin. Eddie Hearn said that he has a meeting this weekend with our friends at the zone to start planning fight schedules. He's pretty much said that the stories of the over-the-top streaming platform's demise have been greatly exaggerated. As someone who paid for the zone outright for the year, I am hoping that they get back to showing fights real soon because I haven't turned on the zone for real since we went into quarantine in mid-March. All right, time to step out of the ring. And when we come back, we'll get into a little cage time the MTMV main card. Keep it locked. Hello, everyone. My name is Camille Grant, one of the co-founders of Purely Bachelorette. What we offer is a clean and fun bachelorette party box that is incorporated in bachelorette parties and bridal showers. Not only do we sell products for parties, we are also a community that strives to build each other up with relationship goals, sisterhood, and maturing in life with godly wisdom and advice. Come join us on our website, purelybachelorette.com, and our social media pages under Purely Bachelorette. God bless you and have a great day. Hey, yo, what up? It's Tori Deshaun, a.k.a. Boopy, and you listening to MTMV Sports. Scat. Pins dropped, the cage doors locked, the thumbs go up, and they start the clock. It's cage time. And in this week's main card, we have UFC on ESPN number nine. I don't know if we're going to call this UFC Apex. We're going to call this UFC Vegas. Or what they're going to call it as far as a hashtag is concerned. Because... 
the majority of the fights, including the next pay-per-view, will be taking place at the Apex. When they'll be going out and doing fights other places, don't know yet, but it's probably going to be located here in the UFC's headquarters for quite some time. Card opens up with Chris Gutierrez and Vince Morales at Bantamweight. You got a nice Bantamweight bout between KC Kenny and The Last Samurai, Louis Smoker. After that, you got a fight that I want to highlight a little bit. You got Tim Elliott versus Brandon Royval. Now, Elliott is two and three over his last five fights, including a current two fight skid. So he really needs a win. He won the tough champion season and was rewarded with a title shot versus DJ. Made some noise early in the fight, but ultimately lost the decision. Now, Raw Dog, on the other hand, is making his UFC debut. He trains out of Factory X Muay Thai in Colorado with the Kamozi brothers and his head coach, Mark Montoya, who recently cornered Anthony Lionheart Smith when he got destroyed by Glover Teixeira. Brandon was scheduled for next season of Danny White's Contender Series, but he got called up for this card. Should be a really interesting fight because every fight at Flyweight has meaning right now. Roy Val actually fought Casey Kenny over his last couple fights and lost uh, in LFA. That was at Flyweight. Again, Casey is plying his trade at Bantamweight in the UFC, uh, but Again, this should be a very, very interesting fight, especially since that was the only loss that Roy Vall has had over his last five. Jamal Hills coming in undefeated, facing Clinton Abreu at light heavyweight. Daniel Rodriguez and Gabriel Green are going to have a welterweight matchup. That should be interesting. Between the both of them, they have three combined losses over 20 victory so yeah that, that should be interesting but the most interesting fight on the prelims is the feature prelim as it should be Caitlin Chukagian versus Antonina Shevchenko yeah that's gonna be a flyweight uh, match that you want to see now Chukagian the blonde fighter is three and two over her last five including a loss in her last bout to the champion Valentina Shevchenko the younger sister of Antonina now Antonina has not been fighting in MMA nearly as long as her younger sister or Chukagian and that causes Caitlyn to believe that she'll have the advantage just due to the experience what Shevchenko does have experience in though is in kickboxing. Chukagian is a grappler, so if she can get it to the ground, that would be good. Chukagian also has some strikes in her arsenal. Is she on the Panthers level with striking, though? Sure didn't seem that way when she faced her younger sister. Now, granted, Valentina is the champ for a reason. She's one of the top pound-for-pound women out there. I believe she beat Amanda Nunez both of the times that they fought now the last time I can kind of get it because she had more volume 
and Nunez had more power. This is not about Valentina. This is about Antonina. And this should be a really, really good fight. Now, kicking off the main card, you've got a strawweight bout between Mackenzie Dern, who lost her last fight, taking on the always tough Hannah Siffers. Siffers is a banger. Mackenzie is not. She is a grappler. So whose skills will reign supreme? It remains to be seen. However, most people are going with Dern just because of the wealth of knowledge that she has as far as her grappling is concerned. Uh, Siffers, you know, she's got some strikes. She's tough. She's also three and two over her last five, including a loss in her last outing. Another loss that puts her three and three over six and probably on her way to Invicta. Mackenzie, she lost in her last fight as well, but that was the only loss that she suffered thus far. And I have a feeling that they <laughs> they want to keep Mackenzie around as long as they can. Uh, the UFC, well, I can't, I can't even say the UFC because Bellator does. They love their fighters who are easy on the eyes. In the Voices marquee matchup for UFC on ESPN 9, Roosevelt Roberts is taking on Brock Weaver. Both of these gentlemen are Dana White Contender Series alum. Chadasuka is 5 0 over his last five fights. Granted, he's 15 4 overall, but he's been on a nice roll. Injury has kept him from being able to compete the way that he wanted to. Funny, when he was on the Contender Series last year, an injury kept his opponent out of the first fight. He came back, just put on a masterful performance. All guts, all heart, giving it his all, which got him into the UFC. He turned around and gave another blood and guts kind of performance in his last bout, and he's looking to stay undefeated in the UFC versus Roberts. Yeah, they should really be going at it. Again, Weaver is very, very gritty. The go-getter is just that. He's a go-getter. He's not giving up. Yeah, it should be a phenomenal, phenomenal fight. And that's why it's the Voices Marquee matchup for this card. Up next, you got Billy Quantillo taking on Spike Carlisle. These two gentlemen are... Uh, 13 and 2 and 9 and 1 respectively. Both of them are undefeated over their last five fights. Uh, so these featherweights look to lock horns and throw down with one another. Carlisle is the alpha ginger, which uh, is funny. Of course, I uh, call himself a ginger. He's a redhead. Uh, and he trains out of the training lab with people like T.J. Dillashaw and Juan Archuleta. This will be his second fight in the UFC. He fought earlier this year against Alain Cruz and picked up a win via elbows. Now, Quintillo, again, like I said, he is undefeated over his last five fights. And 
This will also be his second fight in the UFC. He came in off the Contender Series last year and got a triangle choke in his UFC opener. Most of the wins that he's had have been by strikes, but he's also got quite a few submissions as well. So Quantillo is a well-rounded fighter, and this should be a good matchup. Now in the co-main event, you have former WSOF heavyweight champion Blagoy Ivanov taking on Augusto Sakai. Sakai is undefeated over his last five fights. His record overall is 14-1 and 1. Ivanov has not fared as well over that same time frame, being 3-2 in his last five fights. He only had one loss coming into the UFC, but when he stepped up to the big time, though being a champion and being in a major organization, yeah, the level of competition was not the same in his shows. Sakai's out of Curitiba, Brazil, and he has been knocking people out. Last fight against Tibura was a knockout with like a minute into the round ground and pound win against Chase Sherman uh, won by punches on Dana White's contender series to get into the UFC I mean he's been doing his thing over these last five fights I already told you Blagoy his record has been a little more up and down he did win his last bout it wasn't a I'm sorry he didn't win his last bout he started off with a win versus Ben Rothwell in March of last year, then he beat Taito Vasa and lost a split decision to Derek Lewis in the last bout. When he came in, he came in against former champ Junior Dos Santos and lost that bout. So again, he's two and two right now in the UFC. Really needs a win to stick around because going into this fifth fight probably the last one on his contract not only does he need a win he needs a big win because again he has not looked very impressive in the fights that he's had the main event you have former welterweight champion pride of ferguson missouri tyron woodley taking on gilbert Dorino burns oh man there are so many different stories that go along with this fight Tyron hasn't fought in what about 15 months or so lost his last fight so he's coming in off of a loss and not only was it a loss he got shut out and lost his belt since then he's had a (laughs) he's had a nice dose of reality All the hangers-on have found somewhere else to hang. All of the things that he was able to do as a champion, they aren't there anymore. He knew that having that championship belt meant that those opportunities would avail themselves. So he was doing all he could as champion because he knew it would go away. But now he's desperate. Now he's hungry. And that's a good place to be, at least for the chosen one. Something that he said in an interview with CBS Sports was 
that we need to check his record. Every time he's lost, he's come back and knocked the next person out. Which, hey, having Burns in there, especially on a five-fight winning streak, that would be nice for Tyron. Unfortunately for Burns, the way that he makes his entries kind of sets him up for what Woodley does best, which is throw that overhand right. However, Burns trains at Hard Knocks 365 with the person who beat Woodley. None other than current champion, the Nigerian nightmare, Kamaru Usman. So they have a game plan down in South Florida that was very effective against Woodley. But you got two different people that are trying to employ that game plan. Burns is a decorated, decorated black belt in jiu-jitsu. But can he mix things up the way that he says he will? against Woodley to keep him off balance. Will he be able to do that the way that Usman was able to do that? Uh, we don't know. Something else, though Tyron does have challenges with his gas tank, Dorino has never been past three rounds. And to my knowledge, this is the first time that he's headlined a card for the UFC. Granted, it's in the apex so he's not going to have uh, the pressure of the people and everything there that goes along with being a headliner. Another plus that he has is that he fought on the last UFC card before the quarantine hit. He was down in Brasilia fighting on that card and picked up one of these five wins. He's on a roll, but is that enough to take out the former champ? They're also fighting in the smaller cage. That gives Tyron a little less room to run away, but it also generally makes for much more exciting fights because you're in a more compact place. And this is the same cage in the same environment that the Contender Series goes down. And you know those fights are major, granted, these people are not fighting for a way into the UFC. They're fighting to go higher in the UFC. For Tyron, he can't just win. He needs to win spectacularly. As a champion, Dana White just drug him through the mud. They are not looking to give this man another chance to be champion. And at 38 years of age, yeah, the clock is not on his side when it comes to fighting he's got arthritis in a hand he has to have a cortisone shot to be able to do that so that limits the places he can fight the writing's on the wall his time is coming up he's got to go all out or it's over as far as his aspirations of being champion again for burns he's got to go all out too granted he doesn't fall off as much and one of the things that he says has really helped him is that he's not cutting down to 155 anymore. Fighting at 170 gives him a lot of energy. And that's really been what's helped him with turning the corner and being the kind of fighter that he is now having the success that he currently has. But you're fighting a former champion 
who had some lackluster fights. Yes, because he was fighting smart. He showed that he's still that dynamic fighter in his last victory over Darren Till. Which kind of tyrant will we see is really the story of this fight. And we'll find out Saturday night. That's going to do it for the MTMV main card. This is episode 126. She'll be coming back to you with a main card on next week, as I promised. And I'm doing my best to keep my promise. Trying to give you something at the beginning of each month. And since there's a pay-per-view, yeah, you know your man's got to give you something on that. Looking forward to seeing whether or not the lioness can hold on to one of the two crowns that sits on her head currently. Make sure that you are subscribing to us on YouTube. Uh, there we have the huddle up. You can hear your man, the voice and all your other favorite MTNV sports correspondents talk about sports on a weekly basis. The fight nights updates will be coming out to you again regularly. Now that we've got fights and stuff going on, I've got something to talk about. You're going to get more information from MTNV and your man, The Voice, when it comes to fight nights. All right, so be on the lookout for those things. And sports fans, rejoice. My team, my voice. Until next time, it's your man, the myth, the legend, The Voice. Host of the MTNV main card, fight the good fight. And I'm sounding off.